0: On paper, you'd think this was going to be one hell of a train wreck, but then you listen and you realize common sense doesn't have a party, an ideology, a stereotype, or a color. Can we be united again? Stick around and we'll prove it. This is Doc and the Block. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Doc and the Block podcast. I'm here <sighs> with Big Block Spencer,
1: three-time Grammy Award winning and music producer Y'all know who I be, man. It's a big block. And I'm with my big brother, the number one orthopedic surgeon in the world, Scott Barber. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing awesome. How you doing today, block? Loving it, baby. Loving it. Loving it. So, what's up with you, man? How you been this week? <clears throat> I got to tell you, I've had a, a tough last couple
0: of weeks yep. Been a lot of work, a lot of yep. business stuff going on and a lot of family stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I'm uh, ready for the weekend. You ready? But of course, I got more work to do this weekend. But hey, uh, What
1: y'all doing this weekend?
0: Uh, my my practice is going to Nashville, Tennessee, where the executives okay. are all going to have the our uh, big ideas for the next upcoming year. What our plans oh. are and our long range goals are and
1: short range goals and all that kind of stuff. Okay, concept me. I break it all down, building. Yep, Just break it down, making a plan and sticking to it. Absolutely.
0: Also, in big news, Malik just got cleared by yep. his doctor. Me, Oh, uh, man, so, I appreciate
1: that. So he should be playing yeah. soon at Michigan State. Yeah, he trying to hit me yesterday. And say, hey, I talked to the doctor. He cleared him up, and we ready to go. We about to put him in now. So yeah, so we round up there next week. You know what I'm saying? You know, see him chop down the fishigans. So the for Michigan anybody who doesn't against. know, Block's son
0: Malik is one of the top defensive players yeah. in the entire nation. He's a five star recruit. Yeah. Went to Michigan State and uh dislocated his shoulder yeah. like in the first week of
1: practice. Yeah. Ended well, up having surgery, but a third week. <laughs> third week. All right. Third I mean, week. He go of too practice. hard, man. He, you know, Malik got one channel. He just go hard. Yeah. And that's what his coaches say he go hard. We love it. You know, you gotta you know so you gotta train like you're in the Super Bowl, man. You gotta practice like you're in the Super Bowl. That's the only way you play on that day anyway. If you if if you suck at practice, you'll never get no time. Yeah, well, he's he got to go extra hard. He's a stud. He's going to be back. His shoulder
0: came out great. Yeah. So, I, I know we're going to hear that. big things from Malik down the road. Absolutely. Man. So, today, yep. we've been talking about all of the virtues that make people successful in life. Today, we're talking about one of my favorites, respect. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a complicated one.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, I was talking about the things that I think are important. I mean, all these virtues are mm-hmm. worthwhile. We're going to get to all yeah. of them, but always my biggest ones are honesty, integrity, and accountability, yep. and sort of an underlying theme in all of those is respect. Yeah, and respect is a complicated virtue because it involves respect for yourself yep. first and foremost, respect for others, uh, respect for institutions, respect mm-hmm. for people that came before Life. you that, yeah. that laid, you know, laid down the trail that that give you the opportunities today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel strongly that a lot of people are sort of losing respect for themselves. They're losing respect for institutions. And it shows in people not being successful in life. And uh, for me, you know, my father used to talk to me, me, my mother as well, about uh, when I was young, keeping my mouth shut and doing a lot more listening because- a lot of what we know in life comes from experience and you know, there are just certain things you can't understand until you go through it, you know? And, uh, the people that came before you, they have that experience Mm -hmm. and so they're worth listening to. And that's not to say that you blindly follow anybody, you know, older than you or anybody that's been through an experience, but they do deserve to be heard. And as an intelligent person, you need to internalize what they say. You need to be thinking about it. And you need to understand that when you don't have experience, that you should be doing yep. a lot more listening.
1: Yep. Respect on my part, man. Like, I mean, you know, out of all the virtues, man. Respect is probably one of my favorites. It's one of my mandatory. And, um, and what I've learned in life is, you know, going back to my son Malik, going to back, I mean, going back to him is um, Malik is very respectful. All my kids are, and um, and I took and and I teach them all one day. You'll meet uh, a person with the same type of athleticism. You'll meet a person that's just as great as you on the field. But sometimes they'll have a the respect. A lot of people like the yes sirs, no ma'am. Um, you know, the thoughtfulness of, you know, not doing this because you have respect for yourself, number one, and respect for the team, respect for your coaches. So you'll have them looking crazy. So they'll put a – like, um, they'll kind of like they'll – they'll put the – the whole team online for you. They know you got that respect and they know you got accountability all that. But man, but respect will outweigh a lot of things in life that other kid may not have. And that's why I teach all my kids. Respect lasts a long way. So
0: I would a just say time. that I, you know, I probably met Malik for the first time, I don't know, four, four. or five years ago. Yep. And mm-hmm. he was a kid. I mean, he's yep. still a kid, but yep. he was a little kid then. And for for anybody who doesn't know Malik, I mean, this kid has got everything going for him. He's smart. He's superstar athlete. He's an absolute stud. He's a supermodel. He's a super <laughs> handsome kid. And he's got everything in his life going for him. And I'm, I'm always taken aback by how yeah. respectful he is. Yeah. Every time he interacts with me, it's always yeah. yes, sir, no, sir. No matter what I say to do or whatever, he's and he'll do way. it immediately. He's one of these guys who, if he mm-hmm. says he'll be there, he'll be there. If he yeah. says he'll do something, he'll do it. Yeah. Um, I remember when, uh, they, at, at his school, you invited me when he was coming out and they were having kind of the announced day where everybody's announcing yeah. where they're going to school. And yeah. the way Saturday. Malik carried himself is like a yeah. sophomore, yeah. you know, making sure that he gave everybody time yeah. and everybody wanted pictures that he yeah. did that. And I just remember thinking to myself like, man, that guy is light years yeah. ahead of his chronological age, you yeah, know, man. and that comes from training, you know, and that's, that's a way of me complimenting you that you did a really great job with Malik and you see it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I know I get on FaceTime with him when he's up in college and it's kind of cute to hear him talking about, (laughs) he's so excited, you know, he's in college, he's got all this new stuff going on and everything. And I just, to hear him talk about it and you can just tell, like, it's the yes sirs, the no sirs. And I keep encouraging him too, that all things being equal in this world you have the same skill set, you have yep. the same education, you have the same qualifications. Mm-hmm. The person who gets picked is the person who shows the most respect. Yeah, and I think I hear a lot of people talk about, well, that person doesn't deserve my respect. And that's why yeah. I disrespected them. And I'm always, oh, the respect that you show another person, yeah. it's not about them, yeah, it's, about, it's you. about you. Absolutely. And you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you don't disrespect other people because you don't disrespect yourself first. Yeah. And so, whether that's a teacher, yeah. You know, a police officer, yeah. your boss, mm-hmm. um, a customer, yep. you know, another classmate, uh, yeah. a teammate, I think everybody needs showing to be them respect man. is yeah. about you, you know, yeah. and listen, I was not always respectful in my yeah. life. You know, we talk <laughs> about this all the time. This is not about it you and me talking about how we never made any mistakes yeah. and just be like us and you'll win. It's about Same us. Way. It's about us being seasoned veterans. Yeah. So we know yeah, when
1: you're not that. respectful, it doesn't work out for you in the end. Yeah. My mom and my mom was on the bus one time. My mama came home. Like, man, I was just, Hey, I just got on the phone. I mean the bus, with a couple of ladies from the neighborhood. And they was just talking about how we're respecting you are. And I was like, who y'all talking about? Like, you know, I was like, I like, yeah, I was like, you know, the one thing that, that, that you did, Mom. You you taught me how to be respectful to 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 uh, to adults, and that, and 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 I, and I really did to make her proud. You know, what I'm saying? I didn't really do. was like you said, I was all ever respectful sometimes too. You know, say especially to people at my age, because though you know I'm from, I'm from a doggy dog world, so I had to go out there and do what I had to do. But when it comes to the older people and stuff like that, I'm very respectful to them, and I think and because I want to go back home. To my mom, I want to go back and let her know or show, you know, to my home trainer.
0: Yeah. So, so um, respect takes many different forms and, um, I can t- say one of the ways that you respected me that I really appreciated that I know you don't think is a big deal, but it's a big deal to me. But mm-hmm. you know, my my youngest daughter was at a horse show, yeah. and the, you know these horse shows are yeah. oh, <laughs> they're yeah. a long way away from here, and I yeah. have to go down and look at it. It's painful for me, and she's my daughter, yeah. and you know you show up all the time at oh, those yeah, things to family, family, and uh, yeah, oh. just you show yeah. your face, you're there, you're support, it makes a big difference to her. Yeah, and um. You know, I know you keep saying it's not a big deal, but I know it is a big deal, and I really appreciate it. Sounds it means good, a man. lot.
1: know, yeah, plus I'm into that horse stuff, too. I want her to teach me how to ride one day. So she will me a, a, a ride. She got to teach me how to ride.
0: That's right. So she's
1: going <laughs> to teach you how to ride. I tell you, it was funny.
0: I, I always say to, say to her yeah. that I have – there's three people I have a lot more respect for after going horseback riding. Yeah. Actors who ride horses in movies, yeah. jockeys, yeah, uh, and – um and my daughter. yeah, Because She's I used great, to think, man. well, I used to think, you know, you're just sitting on the horse and the horse yeah. is doing everything. We went to uh, France and mm. we rode on this, this horseback reserve yeah. with the guy who's like the head of the Republican guard in France. So yeah. he teaches everybody how to ride horses. Mm-hmm. So he comes up to my family and it's like me, my wife, my kids. Uh. And he's like, he doesn't speak English, but he says in French through his assistant, yeah. he's like, you guys know how to ride. And I'm yeah. like, well, my little one rides, she rides, my Used to ride, and I've been on a horse. He's like, All right, let's go. Next yeah. thing you know, we're like galloping along, and I'm like hanging on to that thing yeah. for dear life. And my daughter was up with him the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And then we'd been riding all day, yeah. and I was terrified. Like this, a couple times did. that horse got out of control. Yeah. And uh, it was like my wife and my other daughter tapped out. They're like, Yeah, we're just going to walk back. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's go on the last gallop. Yeah. And I almost crashed off that horse. I fell. My horse man. stumbled. I hit him in the neck. And we went up into the trees, yeah. and the branches were slapping me in the face. Man. And then I'm like, I'm done. Yeah.
1: And my little daughter was up oh, nah, with that man. guy she's the good, whole man. time. And I was she's, like, man. man she's going to be something else now, man. She's, like she's something 11. else now. She, she, She's good, man. It's really impressive. I'm like, man, she's so young, and she ain't scared of it. She she don't panic. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's so, That's impressive. Share with me an experience that you had where you you weren't
0: respectful and you regret it.
1: Oh man, um, man I can share the thing. Oh, I had a, um, I had an altercation with a guy, and back in them days, you know, we lived in the projects, and we actually, like, it was, it was, it was tough, guy, if you go to a guy house. Yeah. So we got into early that day, like in, in school or some. And we said, okay, cool. So I'm gonna come. So I told him, I said, cool. Now I'm gonna come to your back porch. We are gonna finish it up over there. So, so, was, so I walked out with Tim all the other guys. And he had his guys, and I knocked on his mom's door. His mom came to the door. She didn't know what was going on. I kinda respect her so bad, and you know, cause that that no, that was the cold. I was I was 13, 14 at the time, and um, and uh, five, six years I thought about it. And I kind of went like, damn, I don't want my mom, you know, nobody do my mom like that. I kind of felt kind of regretful. But when I was doing it, it was a, it was a, you know, kind of like an anchor on my shoulder. Like you're in the army, you get an anchor, you get a, a, a medal, you know, when you do stuff like that. But when I thought about it, as I got older, I was like, damn, I should have done that like that. And then once you get into the book, I don't know how, how you know, how you are with, you know, with religion, but once you get into Get into the Bible, get into the Quran, you know, whatever you get into, and you start, you know, and you learn that you gotta respect your elders. And that kicked in on me as well. Like, damn. So, you know, that one of the time I really felt kind of bad for doing that. Going to a man, how to spend his mom, that wasn't really too cool.
0: Yeah, some of those really stick with me, too. Yeah. I remember when I was uh, a freshman in high school, <laughs> uh, we had a, a soccer coach who uh, I still am in touch with today on Facebook. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just, when I was young, I thought I was the man and, uh, I, you know, I thought I should be starting and this yes. is as a freshman yes. on the high school team. And he, he recognized in me that I wasn't, you know, I didn't pass the ball properly that yeah. I, you know, t- you know, technical stuff about soccer mm-hmm. where I was basically like, give me the ball yeah. and I'll take it and score. And that's all we need to do. And he was trying to get <laughs> me to fit into the concept of team soccer. And I was yeah. just like, you know, I don't need the team. Yeah. Just give me the ball, you know? And I remember battling. With, it's almost uh, funny. It's surreal now because thinking funny. back on it, I'm such a different person. Yeah, I, can't may, imagine, different so I, I can't even imagine. I can't
1: imagine. That Scott.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm so I just remember one time he pulled me out of practice. I took my shoes off yeah. and I left practice. Yeah. And, um, you know, he punished me with like running and stuff like that and and certain things and benching me and stuff like that, but he never kicked me off the team. And I look back on that now and I'm thinking, man, he should have kicked me off the team. Like, but he didn't do it because he saw something in me and he, you know, he turned me into the man I am today. And it's almost like I have this regret of like, man, I wish I could go back and be a different person. And I don't even know how I ever was that person. But it, in a way, it was kind of like, you see how that worked out for you. Yep. He was, and, and he turned out to be right about everything. Yeah. You know, you might be dribbling around uh, everybody in eighth grade, but that's not going to happen yeah. as you start, you know, get to the higher levels. You need to wor- learn to fit into a mm-hmm. team. And so I started applying that to other things that I did where, you know, you go in and, uh, you know, you're the new person on uh, the block. Yep. Part of showing respect is sort of looking at the people around you and understanding that they have anxiety that you're mm-hmm. there. Right. I mean, that's just well, a normal yeah. thing. You got the new person there. It's like, hey, we, you know, everybody kind of has that attitude. Like, we have yeah. a certain way. We have a certain way of doing things. Yeah. And you, you know, you need to get in. And part of getting people to accept you is showing them respect, yeah. which is to give them deference. You know, sometimes, you know, is it your turn or is it my turn? Yeah. Respect is like, you know what, you go ahead. I'm not sure, but yeah. let's let yeah. you go first, you know? And when people start to see that you're a respectful person, yeah. they're drawn to that, you know, yeah. and they, they want to be around that, and they want to, and they want to give that person opportunities. I know I'm like that now. Like when I see Malik, yeah. when the way he's just, and he doesn't need to be. I mean, Malik yeah. literally has everything. He's one of these guys you always talk about, yeah. where nobody tells him no, yeah. right? Yeah. He's he's a stud athlete. He's everybody wants a piece of him, mm-hmm. uh, and yet he's not like that at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's always thinking about other people's needs and yeah. putting other people first. He's always. Um, you know, I always talk to him about you have a great reputation, you need to work on preserving that yeah and part of preserving that reputation is showing respect yeah. you know and uh, when I look at this world around me, yeah. you know, I see people disrespecting other people all the time in a in a lot of different ways, and one of the big ones right now is with the police yeah, yeah. and you know people will will tell me and and we could have arguments about you know a zillion different yeah. interactions that we 've seen in the news, but at the end of the day. The police represent an institution that is there to protect us. And by protecting us and by maintaining law, it allows us to engage in our activities of daily living, our living, you know, in a safe environment and to be able to follow a set of rules, right? We're safe on the road because we have rules, Rules. you know, it's, I'm on the right side, you're on the left, it's my turn to go. These are rules that we all follow and it makes it easier uh, for us to, to be successful in our lives and to be fruitful in our lives. But when you start disrespecting the institution of the police, for whatever reason, it hurts us all. And you can always point out, listen, police are human beings and there are bad ones out there, but there's a lot of good ones out there. And there are also ones that make mistakes. And I think what happens is a lot of people will take an incident where police behave, uh, uh, somebody who is a police officer behaved badly or what is perceived to be inappropriately, And try and use that as an excuse to be disrespectful to all police. Whereas I feel that by showing respect to the institution, you know, you'll be a better off. And so like when I get pulled over, Mm -hmm. I immediately show my hands on the steering wheel. You know, I put it up at the top and that's kind of the big thing police are concerned about. Because when they pull you over, they have no idea who you are or what you're doing. And one of the big things that they want to know so that they can feel safe is to show your hands. And so by keeping your hands where they can see them, that is a uh, an unwritten or an unspoken show of yep. respect, and it helps yep. the process go so, go smoothly. Now, so, that's not to say that you're never going to be in a situation that's unfair yep. or unjust, but by
1: disrespecting people, that's not going to make the problem so better. So where do we start with that at, with, uh, like with the kids, like from my neighborhood? Like, you know, like I said before, so a lot of kids from my neighborhood, they see all the bad ones I get, some of the bad Mostly bad ones, and it's just so we inherit all the bad actions and all what was done before. So, by us with the big timers, and we get these kids from seventh, eighth grade, stuff like that. What do you think the first place or the first action we need to do with these kids to to, to break the curse or to break the way of thinking that all police are bad?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think so you what need you to think
1: the first step. <clears throat> is
0: I think one of the biggest things that always helped me sort of understand respect is, as I've gotten older to be in other people's shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, so I don't know what it's like to be a police officer, but I do know that they're human beings. And I know that when it's in the middle of the night and they have to go engage somebody that they're scared too, like anybody yeah, but- else. And that they have uh, behaviors and,
1: you know, understanding respect is coming from you. No, no, I get that. But what I'm saying is, Okay, well, okay. About know, being the big timers, where do we start with these kids? How do we sh- show them that they are uh, like, 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 how can we bridge the gap with the community and the police starting the age of the big timers? Well, do we bring them in? Do we, do we do, uh, do we just sit them down with the police? We have done that before the big time. We set a couple of them down, but we really ain't went to the hood. We really, ain't really took it that far. And that's what I want to do. I want to be able to teach the kids out of out certain neighborhoods that all police is not bad. Because I'm telling you, we inherit that. You know what I'm saying? You know, we, we think any police coming out of the street from lock us up, the mess with us, the ball us down, you know, going down the highway, you know. So how do we break that? You know what I'm saying? We got to start early, I think. We got to start early. You know what I'm saying? The yeah, early ge- generation.
0: Well, I think isn't the genesis of the Doc and the Block podcast and the Big Timers Foundation about our desire to Absolutely. help kids change what's what we see happening yeah, before us? You, you know, yeah. I'm you as a friend, like,
1: how you know, like,
0: how do we change that? I, I always believe the way you. The way you change people's minds is not by telling them, but by sure. showing them. Yeah, okay, And that's what I want to do is show them from people. And that's what, you know, yeah. you and I are, are examples, but, you know, we yeah. have a lot of people that are going to be showing up on this show yeah. that are accomplished people, famous people that mm-hmm. can talk about the same thing. And if you can get to kids young yeah. and explain to them, number one, respect is not about the other person or the other institution. Yeah. It's about yourself. Yeah. And that if you can respect on the small things, yeah. that respect trans- transitions into the bigger thing. You know, so showing respect for your parents, you know, showing respect for your teachers, showing respect for your coaches. And then that translates into bigger things, you know, into for the police and other institutions. And listen, I'm the last person that wants to tell you to blindly believe in any institution. One of the main things I hope to teach people or help young people understand is that the world is made up of flawed human beings and we are all you know, we're all sinners, we all make mistakes, but that's the world that we live in. And that's not an excuse yeah. for you to be a bad person. Yeah. And it's not that, you know, sometimes I'm not a bad person, but I wake up every day, I look in the mirror and I say, I want to be better. Yeah, you day. know, I made mistakes yesterday. I want to be better today. And in the end, that's going to benefit you. And that was really the thing for me, you know, the more I behave properly, yeah. the more success yeah. I got. Yeah. And it was almost like kind of an epiphany, like, wow, this is amazing. Like, Like, if you just do this, it works. And you know, you were talking to me about religion earlier. So when I was younger, I was, I think, convinced by uh, a lot of the, you know, I think the society's got this propaganda out there that's trying to convince people of all sorts of things that aren't true. And there's sort of this anti-religion, anti-Christian undercurrent that's always been going on in America. And when I was younger, I used to have it in my head that, religion and Christianity was made up of a bunch of charlatans that, you know, all the wars throughout history are about religion. If we could just get rid of it, everything would be amazing. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older, when I got into medical school and I started to um, understand all the, um, you know, challenges that people face where, where people of faith are the ones that are really able to, to handle that, you know, you get a terminal diagnosis. I see people that have a strong faith. They they it, can handle it and about, they're right. at peace. And I always see people with no faith. They they struggle, they're miserable, yeah. and they don't have any yeah. peace. And then I started reading the Bible late in life. And the one thing I learned about the Bible was, man, there's a lot of great stuff yeah. in here. It teaches you yeah. how to be about everything, how to save your money, yeah. how to interact with people, how to behave in your personal life, and yeah. how to show respect yeah. for your elders, you know? That's why in the 10 commandments, honor thy mother and thy father. Oh, I mean, yeah. these are people in your life that are supposed to show you the way yeah. and you don't always see it the way they see it. You know, you don't always understand what they're trying to show you. But if you come from a place of, I'm going to listen, I'm going to try and take what they say, you're going to be better off for it. Because man, the one thing that I've learned in my life is a lot of times I get advice from more experienced people and I don't take it. Yeah. I end up regretting it. Because there's, you know, wisdom is, you know, the knowledge of things that don't change, right? Yeah. We talked about this on the first podcast. I love it. it you, know, wi- you know, knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing <laughs> don't put it in a fruit salad, right? Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. initially you might think, oh, it's a fruit, put yeah. it in a fruit salad. But the people who've already done that, they know, yeah, don't do that. It doesn't work too good if you put a tomato in a fruit salad. And that's, that's what wisdom is. And you can't get it. Any other way than through experience, unless you read about other people's experience, which is why, you know, my father talks about if you want to be successful in life, find somebody who's already done what you want to do and do what they do, because they figure stuff out. And it's not always obvious, you know, what that is. Um, You know, to me, the, the respect is a big one, because... People judge you all the time. Yep. That's just the way it is. People judge mostly the way you treat other people yep. and the way you treat them, which is why it's important to, you know, I always talk to my kids about you're always on. Yeah. And yep. What, what do you mean, Dad? Yeah, you're I always on. About that. Meaning you are always on stage for the world, and it doesn't matter if you're writing an email, doing a text. You're, yeah, people, you know, are you're people are always watching yeah. what you People are always watching what you're doing, and, and who you are. You which is why yeah. when I'm spiraling, and this yep. actually happened a couple of days ago, I was having some tough times happen yep. in my life, and I was wanting to lash out and everything, and I just do what I always do, which is you're going through a tough time right now. Mm-hmm. You know, tough times don't test your character. They reveal your yep. character. And how do I want that to be revealed to the world? And it helps me yeah. affect my
1: behavior, you know? <laughs> yeah, you sit out. You know, I, I was um, I was a video shoot the other day, and, and I let my son, my other son, keep my car. And he try to like, you know. He try to show off in it, and end up like hitting him, like a little a, a little gate or something, right? And I'm like, man, listen. I said that shows me right there that you don't respect yourself enough, not even even take care of somebody else's stuff. I said you can't do that. I had a whole long conversation. You know, so I'm trying to sit him down. You know, <laughs> right up on the wisdom tree. I'm like, man, sometimes you gotta be wise enough to, you know, saying, you know, be be more respectful. To be able to get anything else you want, cause now you got to earn everything. Now I'm gonna be with you everywhere you want, everywhere you want to go to use my stuff. I'm there, somebody else there, you know. So I had to sit down too, like man. Cause at first I was hot. I damn want to shut down the whole video, but I was like, nah, you know, let's keep going. But yeah, you know, what I'm saying sometimes we gotta be respectful to ourselves. Be like, you know what? Let's count. Let's count the ten.
0: So, you know, it's funny today, like both you and I are super busy. I got, you know, I got work to do. I got to catch a plane and go to Nashville. I know you got stuff to do. And, you know, we always have things going on. Our producers uh, have things to do. And we were talking about getting the podcast done today. And I remember you sending me a text this morning, like, hey, can we do a different time? Because I've been told 10. I was like, no, 930. It has to be 930. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Why? I mean, you and I are the podcast and well, it's respect. we got other people that are involved Absolutely. in this. I got to respect your time. Yep. You're respecting my time. Absolutely. You know, we got engineers and producers helping us do this stuff yep. and it's like, all right, we're going to make it happen yep. at 930 because that's what we yep. agreed upon. And that is sort of a show of respect. And, yep. it, you know, it seems like a small thing, yep. but it's not, yep. you know, because people, if you don't do what you say you're going to do. Yep. Eventually people just stop no, believing no, in you altogether moving. and yep. then they're gonna go to somebody else. Yep. You know, if they can't count on you, yep. uh then they'll they won't. Yep. You know, and it's like after a while, people get to know who you are, which is why you're mm-hmm. always on, you yep. know. And and um, you know, for me, uh I remember when I was in medical school, I talked about this the other day, but I bring it up because it was huge for mm-hmm. me, was I was on cardiothoracic surgery and they, in the morning they would select the people going to go in the different rooms and, you know, you might go into a surgery that was 20 minutes long and you're done for the day and then you can go study or you might get selected for the eight hour heart surgery, which is boring and miserable. And you're standing there. I hated it. But what would happen was when they would go to, in the morning, a lot of people would be like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom or, (laughs) you know, oh, I'm going to, and they wouldn't be there so that they couldn't get picked. Yeah. I wanted to do that too, but it was more important to me that I showed respect to the people who were there and to my classmates. Yeah. And so I stood there front and center yeah. knowing that everybody's gone. They're yeah. going to pick me for the long heart case. Yeah. But I did it every day, yeah. day after day, and I never once bailed out on that. And I suffered a lot. I mean, it's hard to explain to people, but you know, having eight hours of study time in a day is yeah. enormous. Great. And to have it taken away from you is was very tough to swallow at the time. You know, I wanted to become an orthopedic surgeon and in in order to do that, you know, you got to graduate at the top of your class. In yeah. order to do that, you got to study a lot. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was risking that by doing the right thing, but I'm very proud of it. I look back yeah. at myself and it makes me proud of myself. Yeah. Like even today, it's like, Hey, you did that, yeah. you know, in the same way that every now and then I have thoughts about you know, coach in, in soccer and, you know, taking my shoes and, and leaving the field. And I wish I didn't do that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, the thing is we all have these, these moments in our life that encourage us and discourage us. And that's, that's what we want to do is, you know, be an opportunity for young people to say, Hey, I'm going through these things in my life. And, you know, the other thing, I guess, well, and the other thing is right. Nobody's going through anything that hasn't been gone through through, before, right? Everybody's going through stuff and you're not going through anything that other people haven't gone through. And if we can maybe connect young people with people that have gone through what they're going through right now, they can learn something. And that's why we want young people to be tuning into this show and, and learning from, you know, people that they know about who have, You know, interesting lives and successful lives. Mm-hmm. And to hear, man, it wasn't always an easy road. You yeah. know, a lot of times you have uh, obstacles thrown in your way. First time you ever had your own
1: bid was yeah. in prison at the yeah. age of 17. I mean, man, a, man, lot me a lot of people would man. quit. Man. Yeah, tell me a lot, man. So, all y'all big timers, all the kids out there, man, that really need somebody to help them out, talk to, show them the way, man. The big timers we here. Scott Barber, Big Block. What's the other website? DocInTheBlock.com. Yep. That's
0: where you can come and get information about what we're doing with the Big Timers Foundation Uh and with the Doc in the Block podcast. And we're going to, you know, we're we're trying to let you guys get to know us for a little bit, but eventually we're going to start bringing on guests who are friends of ours and acquaintances of ours who are famous people, successful people in all walks of life. Because we really want to connect these young people with somebody they want to be. If you want to be a music producer, you got Big Block right here to teach you how to do it. If you want to be a doctor, Uh, I'm uh here. We got mm-hmm. lawyers and pro athletes of every kind, and and bankers and teachers, teachers. Cards, we got everybody, man. You know, so, just to kind of talk about respect too. I, I when I started when we started the Big Town Mears Foundation, yep. we've done a few things, and we've been been around for a couple of years now, and we've done a lot of charity work. But yep. one of the things that we came across was the the Atlanta Police yeah, ath- the athletically, the yep. Pals, and these police officers are doing God's work man, with these young kids, job, giving man. them a safe place. Uh, to to study, yeah. they're providing them with computers. Uh, they're helping them get jobs. Yeah. They're getting these kids to their youth sports. When when the kids' families are you know they come from broken homes and they don't really have a lot of access. And I just remember thinking to myself, man, how am I living in Atlanta twenty years and I never heard of these guys? I yeah. mean, these guys are using their own money, their yeah. own homes, uh, yeah. doing like God's work plane, for these
1: kids. You know, first time on plane trips, first time on cruises, they show them the life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep, there's a, a guy that's a friend of ours, Captain
0: Graham, yep. who uh, he basically took 18 kids to Washington, D.C. Yep. on a plane just to let them go to the mm-hmm. uh, monuments and yep. things, the the museums and things that they had in D.C. He took them out to a nice restaurant talking to me about this is teaching them how to dress appropriately, yep. how to behave appropriately. Yep, and he did all this on his own dime. Yeah, man. And those kids never left their street. They Ex- never
1: left, left their projects.
0: Yeah, And then he said when he got back, he mentioned it. And he said within a few days, he had donations from people that helped cover the cost, but he didn't know that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I just thought to myself, like, wow, we can really do a lot of good by getting people in the city uh, together. Because you and I both know there's a lot of people that want to help out there and there's opportunity. And, you know, the one thing I would tell young people that are struggling right now is the the, the trials and the tribulations, the struggles and the pains Mm -hmm. that you're going through right now, they're not forever. You know, you keep your head down, you will get through it, you know. And it's yeah. like I was telling myself just this just the other day, something yeah. I've had some struggles in my life, and mm-hmm. I do what I always do. It's like keep your head down, yeah. work hard, do the right thing, this will pass, yeah. and you'll get on to the next thing. Good times are around the corner. And don't you have to plan for good times and bad yeah. times because we're all getting them all. Yeah. And so if you learn how to deal with them by using virtues, by turning, I mean Turning to the word, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the, uh, when I was saved by Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. it changed my life, you know, for me to understand too, that nothing that happens to me in this world is really as important as the life that's coming. You know, we're all here for a short period of time. And so being able to turn to scripture Mm -hmm. and understand that a a lot of what you need to get, not a lot, everything Everything. you need to survive in life, it's in there, there, you know, and it's in there. People talk about Abraham Lincoln and what a great speech writer he was. And yeah. the truth of the matter was, he was just a very educated man in the Bible. And he just took a lot of information out of the Bible and translated Lam- it into yeah. his own language. And then we listen to those speeches and go, wow, really? he's the greatest, <laughs> you know, speech giver ever. But what he's really giving us is scripture. Yeah. And um you know, I'm, I'm, you know, by no means a theologian, I've still got a lot to learn and I I still get in there, but, but the information there is important and I give it to my kids and I can already see it in my oldest daughter. She's, she's Mm -hmm. way more educated on scripture than I was. And I see a peace in her and a purpose in her and a, um, and a generosity in her and a kindness in her towards other people that really gratifies me. And it's because I exposed her to that stuff, and she yeah. understands, you know, that Jesus Christ came down here, He died for our sins, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that uh, you know, there's there's a, a world to come after that. That's mm-hmm. amazing.
1: I gotta get prepared for it.
0: And you know, the other thing too is I'm an intellectual guy. Yeah. So when I used to hear preachers, it yeah. would tell me God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. eh, I yeah. mean, I'm just not that kind of guy. Like, I get it, <laughs> God loves me and everything. You know, when I started learning about this more, reading, um, you know, writers like T.S. Eliot and things like that, to understand that Jesus Christ walked this earth and that people who witnessed the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ were willing to undergo horrendous treatment yeah. from Romans and others. Why would they do that unless they witnessed something yeah. amazing like the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ? And you had the whole power of Rome that was working to snuff out Christianity, and Mm -hmm. within a couple hundred years, you had Rome, or you had Christianity as the state religion of Rome, and St. Peter's Basilica right there in the middle of it. We've been talking about virtues, honesty, integrity, accountability, and respect. We're going to be wrapping that up uh, next week and try and tie all these virtues together, and then in two weeks, we're going to have our first guest on Doc in the Block, so make sure you guys stay tuned and get all your information at docintheblock.com. Yeah. I'm here with Big Block Spencer, three-time Grammy Award-winning music producer.
1: It was great to be with you today. Same here, Doc. I mean, the number one, the best. I mean, the best. I mean, the damn best. It's the orthopedic surgeon in the world, my big brother, Scott. I, mean, I love it. I love it every week. Yeah, two weeks, man, we're going to start having guests. We're going to start having, you know, bringing, you know, bring our friends along, other people along. It was going to show you how they got where they at. It was going to be successful. So we'll see y'all, man. Respect. Yep. All you young people out there, stay tuned. The Doc
0: and yeah. the Block, we're going to teach you how to navigate the troubled times of this life. Absolutely. We'll catch you next week. Everybody have a great week.